Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And we're back with Jonathan Gray. By the way, a lot of these shows are on audio. We, I want you to listen them over at Nutramedical.com and listen to our Deagle-Network. We also post them up on our RSS feed on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Speaker, Daily Motion, Vimeo, etc. So you can see that we put up uh, some usually a nice picture uh, to deal with the issue. The one we did was last week was the end of the Protestant Reformation for a quarter of Christians. Uh, it's interesting that the name Christian came back from Domitian. People don't realize Domitian was a Roman emperor that threw Christians to the lions. So calling someone a Christian means you're a little anointed one. So it was a pretty kind of evil statement to make that because you're anointed, we're going to anoint you by throwing you into the lion's teeth. Uh, so, and even the word church, people, the word church is actually a pagan word, isn't it? People don't understand the word church meant that you were a pagan group of people who believed in pagan ideas. And uh, if you read the book of Revelation, written by John uh, the, the uh, Revelator, which means the one whose apocalypse is the one who's going to unveil the truth, he said, Behold, Babylon the great, mother of harlots and of abominations on the earth. He was literally, at the end of the first century, the oldest living uh, apostle, prophesying the Isle of Patmos and the Greek Isles, that in fact he was saying that the church was going to become apostate, and that the leader of the church, which is the Catholics, in the third century by the Protestant pagan Constantine, who was supposedly converted on his deathbed, which is BS, uh, was uh, had a coin that he even coined with Apollo on one side and Yeshua Jesus on the other side of the coin. You have to understand he was Apollo worshiper, and so was another person that we know, which is Donald Trump. I'm hoping and praying for his soul. He becomes a real life Christian boy, if you want to call it. That's why I call him Trump Pinocchio, to the disgruntled uh, anguish of Mark Taylor and Mary Colbert when they wrote the Trump prophecies. And you can have a revelation that Donald Trump is doing a lot of good things for America and maybe even neutralize North Korea, but you have to understand evil rules Earth. And the biggest problem I find is, uh, is not the, the pain of living on Earth, it's the pain of trying to tell people the truth to save them from suffering, because we do live in the lake of fire, but they miss the fact that the, the most glorious and beautiful face of evil presented by Satan, King Kronos, I call him the king of time, is fooled by people, 
who don't understand, so they bare their teeth intellectually. I call it vicious ignorance. And they snarl at you when you actually raise questions or logical points that can save them from physical pain and suffering or spiritual loss and eventual annihilation. They just look at you like, why do you say these things to me? You know, And I'm thinking, I'm your brother. I'm your older brother trying to protect you from vicious ignorance, I call it. Vicious ignorance. I call it the glass principle where if you're a bug and you don't believe in glass, you're never going to get through the window. And what we try to use is a little humor here as well, some very, very bad dosages of really toxic reality, uh, that you're led by the Catholic Church, which has the fish head of the Dagon, the uh, reptilian uh, amphibious gods from the star system Orion who came here under the direction of Satan. That our world is ruled by the Druidic Council, which are pagans and pagans that came from very evil realms that did not, they left their first realm and actually came to earth to rule mankind. They have hacked into human consciousness we call demonic possession, which is why Queen Hillary is so angry that she hasn't received her crown as the king of the most powerful nation on earth, America. And the people that follow her will do anything to bring about the New World Order and to abolish nation states, abolish 90% of the population on earth, and destroy the souls of mankind and their destiny, which is to become the bride of the Most High God. That's how bad things are. It's a lot worse than any movie that's ever been put out. It's a lot worse than the Trilogy of the Rings or Star Wars or anything else out there. It's much, much nastier, isn't it? Well, uh, that's how it is, but it's going to be put to an end very soon. It is, isn't it? And God is, is not nervous, and he's on the throne, and he has our speakers of truth, and he's going to speak truth until the last moment, the last mitochondria in my cells say goodbye to the last oxygen molecule. I will speak the truth of the Most High God, and so will you and others who are believers. And though we be slain on earth, God shall resurrect us and raise us up in his kingdom, not just with spiritual bodies, but physical bodies, so we can eat and walk in earth that is sanctified by the Most High God. That's the future that God promises us, isn't it? That's the eternal gospel. Yes, that's right. So fill us in what's going on now. Since the Pope did this, I've just got new information I released today in the first hour when I had uh, an interesting guest on. In the second half of the first hour, uh, Nighthawk, who's his kind of radio name, who's over at Revolution Radio, connecting the dots with the Saudi Arabians. Now, people need to understand, Saudi Arabia was basically created by the British. And the British people have to understand... The Wahhabism started in Londonistan, London, England, back in the 1920s. They have to also understand that the extreme Islam was started by the Saad family because they're actually crypto jewels from Jews from Basra, Iraq. People don't know that they came literally about 240 years ago to Saudi Arabia and took over. And there's 18 different so-called kingdoms that were put down by the British to put the Saad family in control of the situation. And right now what's going on with this new King Salman, this new prince, 32-year-old, and the uh, collaboration between the Saudi Arabia and, and the state of, I call it, it's a real hell, Israel, <laughs> and the CIA and so on supporting Antifa, ISIS, and Al-Qaeda is demonically energized evil at the most vile levels. And people don't understand the dangers of nuclear war, the dangers of economic collapse and dangers of ecological collapse are basically hanging in the balance. So, as God said through the prophet Mark, he said, though those days be shortened, no flesh would survive. But God is going to shorten those days, isn't he? Oh, yes, absolutely. He's taking care. Right. Uh, 
and he's also giving us a, a astonishing fulfillments of prophecy that can wake wake us up if we've got our mind open. Okay. Give us some of those because I want you. I want you to now. I've given a little pontification here, which unfortunately I don't like to use the word pontiff, but I want to pontificate a bit. You know, to displace the the vile so-called satanic leader of the so-called Catholic Church uh, that's now made alliances with the vile apostate Christians. It's just. Uh, to me, people need to be revolted by the fact of what this Pope's saying, including children that may be born to a mother that has a positive PCR test for uh, Zika virus, and only one in ten will actually get birth defects, but they abort them, and they already get a dispensation that they're not committed a mortal sin. Don't worry, God likes you anyway, even if you killed your baby. I mean, this is really pretty disgusting when the Pope supports population control to control carbon dioxide and the death of the planet and saying he threatens us because if America doesn't agree to the climate control of things, which is why America is hit with these superstorms, it's a direct attack against America turning down the, the Paris Climate Accord. And people need to understand this is the end of the road. The Trump administration, no matter who he is, he's a high-level Royal Archmason who God's praying for and we're praying for him to become a real-life Christian president, I call him Trump Pinocchio, and Mike Pence. And if he doesn't come back with the winds against China and these Asian empires that are very evil, uh, and a decompens and a basically defanging of North Korea, we're going to go into war here pretty quickly by twenty eighteen. It's going to get really nasty. Okay. Well, uh, actually, since since October thirty one, Bill, um, right. Uh, some revelations have been coming out, and right. uh, it, it, it's a follow-on from the prophecy. Uh, so maybe we can get into that during. Yeah, let's do that because you mentioned about Mark, Mark Weiss financially and other prophecies. Let's get into it, please. Okay. Now, just to recapitulate from last week, on October thirty-first, the five hundredth anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Roman Catholic Pope Francis and Munir Bionan, President of the Lutheran World Federation, signed a joint declaration that they were now united, to quote them, united in mission because we are declaring the same gospel. Wow. And this, this signaled that the Reformation is over and that the declared religious wound predicted in the Bible is healed. Wow. Now, for, for 2,000 years, uh, as you mentioned, the, the prophet John, uh, writing in Revelation, uh, predicted the wound and the healing of it. This was right. actually predicted that the wound would take place and it would be healed just before the end. <coughs> now, j just a week before the Lutheran, uh, Lutherans and the Catholics got together, something else happened. We'll get onto this after the break. Keep that thought. We'll be right back with Jonathan. And you'll have a full reign to get into this in deep. We'll be right back. And we have Jonathan here. Jonathan, please continue. Hello, Jonathan. Let's continue. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jonathan is there. Uh, what we're going to do is continue with the discussion of why 
these events are so cataclysmic and why they're so important in terms of even incorporating Islam in this apostasy of the so-called Christians and the amalgamation of them to a new gospel one that will mutate eventually by the Vatican who wants to preach an alien gospel uh, Jonathan are you there? I can hear in the background clicking so I know Jonathan is still there although I think he may think that we're still on break <laughs> Jonathan are you there? Okay, I'm going to just message him. <clears throat> okay, Jonathan, are you there? Uh, yes, Bill. Yeah, good. Let's continue, please. Okay. Now, um, just a few days before October 31, in Kansas City, there was convened an historic conference with leaders, so it wasn't just uh, on October 31. October 31 was the culmination of it, and that the Pope and uh, the, the uh, Lutheran World Federation leaders signed their joint declaration. But just before that, uh, there was a conference convened where leaders from Roman Catholic, Protestant, and Orthodox churches made their announcement. And their first words were, this year is a year of destiny. And its purpose of the conference was to announce the death of the Reformation. So it's not just a, a small section of Christianity. The whole Protestant world it has made a declaration officially. Uh, and uh, its purpose was to announce the death of the Reformation. Wow. And and representatives for Pope Francis were present and the Pope was watching by video link. Wow. And they used a biblical passage in the Gospel of John in 17 where Jesus prayed that all be one. So they said, we're going to fulfill that prayer. And it sounds good. But Jesus immediately after that said that we do not unite with the son of perdition. So there, there is only... A condition of unity and that condition is based upon the truth of Jesus and if it's not with him then unity is an abomination to him and Jesus yeah. prayer actually shows that Wow! now this meeting is again a fulfillment of Bible prophecy which as we mentioned earlier foretold the Vatican receiving a deadly wound but that the deadly wound would ultimately be healed now it was announced in Kansas City that uh, this is the year to build bridges and heal the wounds. So they actually used the expression, heal the wounds. Wow. And to, to uh, it's very interesting that uh, discerning Protestants, even in the 1800s, foresaw that this was going to happen and that their foresight was garnered from the book of Revelation. And here's a statement written in the 1800s. The Protestants of the United States will be foremost in stretching their hands across the gulf to grasp the hand of Rome. Whoa. And under the influence of Rome, apostate Protestantism and Spiritism, the country of USA will follow the steps of Rome in trampling on the rights of conscience, and then the world will follow. Wow. Well, when, when, now when did the... When did this occur? When was this prophecy given and who gave it? That was given by a, a woman. Her name was Ellen White. And oh, yeah, Ellen White. Yeah. Ellen White, isn't she the lady that was involved with, uh, with the Seventh-day Adventists, if I remember correctly? 
Yes, uh, but she was never an ordained person. She, <coughs> she always called herself a servant of God. Right. But she's one of the main writers about nutrition and so on in the Seventh-day Adventist, if I remember correctly. She, she actually did. And, uh, and her, her writing, she was the most written woman in history. Oh, isn't that interesting? No, she wrote more than any other woman in, from the t- since time began. Uh-huh. And, and she, uh, she made prophecies. She, she prophesied the 9-11 event, for example. She really? prophesied the San Francisco earthquake. Uh, she, she was a woman who was given insight into coming <coughs> events. A- and in this particular, she said, the Protestants of America are going to reach over the gulf to clasp the hand of the Roman power, and then laws will be passed in America to stifle conscience. Wow. Now, it's interesting that at this recent con- conference, in, in a, just a week or so <coughs> ago, charismatic prosperity gospel preacher Kenneth Copeland was a keynote speaker. Now, he stated that the spirit of protest was from the devil wow. and that as the, as the Protestant Reformation grew the more evil it became but now the biggest split in history the most spiritually damaging thing is over we are declaring it over as we clasp hands with Rome wow that was actually stated now he, he said that those who continue the protest are of the devil Amazing. now it's interesting Interesting, when Jesus Christ was protesting and protesting the truth, what did they say was possessing him? Jesus. They said, this man has a devil. And Mm. what did they say was possessing John the Baptist? This man has a devil. What are they going to say to those who continue the Reformation protest? Those people have a devil. Now, it's very, very interesting. We can see a prophecy coming true. Amazing, isn't it? Yes. Now, another aspect of the Revelation 13 prophecy uh, is in the, the 13th and 14th verses of Revelation where it says America is going to make fire come down from heaven and therefore, thereby deceive the world. Now, here is, listen to this. We often wondered, might wonder what Revelation meant when it was saying fire come down from heaven and deceive the people. Well, Kenneth Copeland made this statement. And he made it last week. He said the churches within the Protestant realm need to understand the protest is over and they had better understand. Now is that a threat? Then he said God has anointed me to bring down fire from heaven upon the earth to burn up the chaff. So whom are they going to call chaff? It'll be those who continue the protest after October 31. Here in this conference in Kansas City there was pronounced the, the, the fact that fire is going to fall from heaven to burn some people up. And he actually said those words. He said, you'd better believe the protest is over or the fire is going to fall to burn uh, some people up. Right, and that means a nuclear war basically with populations of citizens fried. Well, once again, the prophecy of Revelation 13 says, he maketh fire to come down from heaven in the sight of men and... and uh, <coughs> deceives them that dwell on the earth, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they, the people, should make an image, a likeness to the beast, the Vatican, right. which had the wound and did live, and that as many as should not worship, that's obey, the image of the beast should be killed. Now that's so, the in Revelation. This is what Land is now saying. Let, let me transform that into current uh, policies that are happening even under Donald Trump. He wants religious freedom, but he wants religious freedom uh, from persecution, which is occurring from Antifa and the Uber left. 
And the ultimate form of that may actually be very negative rather than positive. Right? Exactly. So if you're making an alliance with the Vatican and agreeing with this uh, so-called new reformation ending and a common gospel, it means that now the Vatican, in a sense, has taken over not only the... uh, secular life of the planet because it controls the financial system, but the religious life of most of the Christians in America and the West. That's what it's on. Yeah. So, Jonathan, uh, you know, we are uh, sons of Issachar. We're the... uh, if you want to call it the uh, keepers of the watch in the watchtower overlooking of both the earth in terms of the final days of mankind in the secular world. And God's kingdom, his non-secular world, his world of the of the spirit is about to take over. We're going to have a merging of temporality and eternity with the new Jerusalem coming down, but there's going to be some mess before that. We're the birth pangs. And have you ever been in a delivery room? There's a lot of blood screaming, isn't there? The blood and screaming are coming, aren't they? Oh, yes, they are. Now, Bill, if you'd like me to continue with this... Please, uh, please, please continue. From heaven. Yes, do, please do that. The, the book of Revelation uh, predicts that America is going, going to... Or, or those controlling America are going to bring down fire from heaven to destroy those who do not step into line with the new world order with Rome. Right. Now, that's very clear. And uh, it's noteworthy that if you compare Scripture with Scripture, and this is what the Bible tells us to do, compare with compare. Uh, at the time of Pentecost, in, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, it's noteworthy that as the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the early Christian believers, there came from heaven, to quote, from heaven cloven tongues of fire. And fire became a symbol of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the end times, it's predicted that a counterfeit outpouring, a counterfeit spiritual revival is going to come to pass, and that is what is called the fire from heaven. And this is what Copeland is talking about. He says, we're going to unite with Rome. This is going to be a great spiritual revival, and those who don't step into line are going to be burnt. Wow. Now, that's exactly as the, as the scripture predicts it. But it's interesting that God always has the last say, because in the third angel's message, he says, those who, who step into line with, with the uh, apostate Protestant uh, Roman Vatican reunion, they are going to have fire and brimstone heaped upon them origin, eventually. So, right. so God, has a, God has the last laugh. Those who bring down a spiritual fire, as it were, to, to physically kill people uh, who do not step into line with the spiritual fire that they're promoting, they're going to receive a physical fire from God finally. And this right. is when Rome burns. Right. In fact, that was prophesied by that uh, uh, Irish uh, monk that came to Rome nine centuries ago and prophesied the lineage and the actual names of the lineage of Pope to the final Pope, which is called... Uh, I think they called the final one, uh, uh, what's it called? The, the, uh, they referred to him as a Roman Pope with a, a symbol of the olive. Is that right? Yeah, yes, that's right. And, and uh, it's interesting that um, even, even though this present Pope Francis came from Argentina, his parents are Roman from, from Italy. Right. So you have to understand what's really going on here is we're seeing the working out. And the agreement last week lays the groundwork to accept the Mahdi 
who's best friends of the king of, uh, uh, I call it the king, but he actually the president, he should be called king, because he has the largest palace in human history, uh, King Erdogan of building the Neo-Ottoman Empire. And it says, I am against you, O God, chief prince of Meshach, Tubal, and Rosh. And these are from these holy mountains in Turkey. So it means it literally refers to the rise of the Mahdi, which can only occur if the Vatican agrees to it, and Israel agrees to it. The Mount of Olives is deeded over to the caliphate, unifying 22 Muslim countries and both Sunni and Shiite Islam, which means the immediate disappearance of terrorism, at least temporarily, will occur once the Vatican makes this vile agreement, the covenant with death, as it's called. Yes. Now, it's interesting that America has a very a very big role in this whole thing, uh, Bill. Central role. Uh, yes. The Revelation prophecy says that they, the people, will form the image, the likeness to the beast, which is the Vatican. Now, America is a country where the people are being given the decision. And it's interesting that Trump made a statement. He says, we want to hand over the power to the people. Right. Uh, and uh, he also made a statement, and this was uh, recorded in Charisma News, a charismatic uh, newspaper. Right. And I'm quoting, I'm quoting from it. Donald Trump wants to see Christian pastors speak more boldly from the pulpit because, as he sees it, the church has to have more power. Right. Now, uh, he, he says, they've taken a lot of the power away from the church, and I want to give power back to the church. Now, this is where the, the people, they, are going to declare that we must unite with the beast. And the people, represented by the churches, and uh, one of the biggest spokesmen is this man uh, that we just, uh, we just quoted, right. who uh, was a keynote speaker, Kenneth Copeland. Wow. He... He, he is saying we're going to bring down fire from heaven. Those that don't step into line are going to be burnt up. And uh, we're going to unite with Rome. We're going to form the likeness to the Vatican. Wow. Just exactly as the prophecy says was going to eventually happen. Now, it's interesting also. Here's another aspect that maybe we haven't thought about. And uh, in, the, uh, in the book of Revelation again, uh, chapter 17... In verse 9, it says one aspect of the likeness is that it's going to sit upon seven mountains. Now, Papal Rome, it says, sit upon seven mountains. Right. Uh, let, me, let me quote the text. Here is the mind that hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman, the church, sits. This is the, the woman that rides the beast, the political right. power. Now, uh, there are often more than one application to a biblical phrase. Apart from the seven hills on which the city of Rome is physically built, there are symbolic applications. Uh, and, uh, for example, the political deadly wound was inflicted upon the Vatican in 1798, as we said in our last broadcast, when Napoleon's General Berthier marched into Rome, pulled the Pope off his throne, cast him into prison, and the political Vatican was declared dead and expected never to rise again. But then, as we know, in 1929, Italian dictator Mussolini signed a concordant which restored to the Vatican its political territory, thus healing that political wound, and even newspapers in America declared the political wound has been healed. Yeah, but the final healing was started actually last week on October 31st, wasn't it? Because that healing, basically, the religious wound is the primary one, isn't it? It is the primary one, that's exactly right. Now, it's interesting that uh, the Revelation prophecy speaks of seven heads, 
and from Mussolini's healing of the wound uh, politically to the healing of the wound religiously in 2017 there have been, between the two healings there have been seven heads of the Vatican seven popes Francis is the seventh that's an interesting oh, yeah. wow. coincidence <coughs> seven heads and ten as they said seven heads and ten horns right that's right the ten yeah, horns the... identify it as, as Europe which has come under the control of the Vatican <coughs> and also the ten zones of the Council on Foreign Relations for the world yeah, America, is, America is zone number three, which is Canada, the U.S., Mexico. That's right. That's, that's right. And uh, since the beast is sitting on the seven mountains, right. uh, we've heard of the seven hills of Rome, and apostate Protestants are to make an image, a likeness to the papacy, then where must the image, the, the Protestant uh, likeness, also be seen? on seven mountains and what are the seven mountains well they were declared just the other day what the seven mountains are that protestantism is going to sit on maybe we can just spend a few minutes on that please do that go ahead and this was reported in the chicago tribune and the the, the title of, of the, the news report was how a growing christian movement is seeking to change america and uh, to quote it, it says, On October 6-9, to 9, the National Mall in Washington, D.C. was filled with tents, worship, music and prayer for the Awaken the Dawn rally. The independent network Charismatic Christianity is significantly changing the religious landscape in America and its politics. It is about transforming society through placing Christian believers in powerful positions in all sectors of our society. We witnessed the appeal of INC Christianity, particularly to young people, who are devoted to the techniques of casting out demonic spirits. Mm. INC Christianity is the fastest growing Christian group in America and possibly in the world. Wow. And uh, maybe if we're coming to the break, we'll continue after the break. Wow. Amazing stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're going to get details here. These seven uh, hills. Wow. on Drudge that there's a lot of casting out of demons. Uh, these people try to pretend they're really religious, but they see a demon behind every corner. They don't see the demon in their own attitudes and, and actions and the fact that they're not listening and doing God's will, which is That's the right. best way to, to measure evil. It doesn't have to look vile. It just has to be not in God's will. So tell us about and these seven pillars, if you want to call it, of this organization, this INC. Yes, okay. Now, this... Uh, according to the research conducted uh, by the Chicago Tribune, INC Christianity is the fastest growing Christian group in America and possibly around the world. And most INC Christian groups seek to bring, as they, as they call it, heaven or God's intended perfect society to earth by placing kingdom-minded people in powerful positions in all sectors of society. 
and the INC leaders have labelled these the seven mountains of culture. Here, are, here they are. Business, government, media, arts and entertainment, education, family and religion. There are your seven mountains. Now, I'm not saying they're the seven mountains. They are. Wow. And, uh, to, to quote the article, in this form of trickle-down Christianity, they believe if Christians rise to the top of all seven mountains, society will be completely informed, transformed. One NIC leader we interviewed summed it up this way. If Christians permeate each mountain and rise to the top of all seven mountains, society will have biblical morality, people will live in harmony, there would be peace and not war, there'd be no property. So Protestants are about to sit on seven mountains, the beast is sitting on seven mountains, so its image is going to climb to seven mountains, and uh, INC leader... Uh, Lou Engel was present at the Kansas conference with Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland when Copeland said, Now you know what happened 500 years ago that split got into the hands of wicked spirits. I have now been anointed to release the fire of God and burn the chaff. We're going to burn it. The chaff is those who will not step into line with what we're doing. Wow. Now, it's very, very interesting that he's declared 2018 as the year of the Holy Ghost and fire. And he's going to release it by the authority invested in him as a prophet of God. So that's, that's the claim. Uh, the beast is, has seven mountains, and now the, the image of the beast, which is being set up, has seven mountains. And... Uh, now, another very important thing is this, Bill, while we, in the time that we have here, uh, the Lutherans, uh, a few days later, on October 31, declared that they are now preaching the same gospel as Rome, uh, which Martin Luther would turn over in his grave if he could hear that. But what, 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 what is their gospel? What is the good news that they're talking about? Because there's nothing good about what they're preaching, is there? No, it's not. What they're saying is, is that... Um, Actually, when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the door of the Castle Church at Wittenberg, he triggered the Reformation, and among the issues that Luther and the Roman Catholic Church disagreed on was indulgences, paying for indulgences, which mean you, you can pay your way to salvation, you work your way to salvation, whereas Martin Luther said no. It works by faith alone in Jesus Christ and his, his righteousness, not your own. Right. And also, you saying tradition, I'm saying the Bible without tradition. And there were, there were two big uh, places of disagreement. Now, I'd like to mention that a Roman Catholic priest who has been 26 years in Romanism has recently come out and made an interesting statement. And I'm going to quote him because it's very, very relevant. He says, Error always cloaks itself in reasonable-sounding phrases and often makes use of the scheme of Satan to twist the Scriptures. And the joint declaration that was made on October 31 is replete with Reformation-like language and Scripture quotations 
but it has a characteristic vagueness and impreciseness right through. You can read a sentence in the Declaration and you can agree to it as a biblical Christian. But when the slant of the meaning is then examined, it seemed to be the opposite of what it seemed to say on the surface. Right. Now, now, Father Richard Bennett, 26 years a Roman Catholic priest, these are his words. The conclusions arrived at are similar to the deception of Jacob in the 27th chapter of Genesis. Right. Jacob put on Esau's clothes for blind Isaac to feel, and Isaac said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Right. I'm telling you now that the voice of the joint declaration on October 31 is distinctly that of the scriptures, but the hands are the hairy hands of Rome. Wow. This document is filled with double speak. That's what this Roman Catholic priest said. Amazing. The joints, the hands of the joint declaration are distinctly those of Rome. The material that is manipulated, however, is that of Scripture, so that both can agree, because the, the language is, is too vague. And uh, what's proposed in the joint declaration, it's stepping aside the old lie of establishing one's own righteousness by your own works, and yet it's saying that you can do it and both Lutherans and Catholics agreed to the Declaration. And it did not uphold the standard of God's holiness. It did not demonstrate the righteousness of Jesus uh, to be our Saviour. It actually left it open for righteousness <coughs> to be available by penance. And the, the Pope, Pope himself actually said 2018 is going to be a year of... Um, of indulgences. I'm going to offer indulgences to people if they do certain things. So Rome has not changed. Wow. Um, the and, and then the again, that's the face of evil, which is to do what is right in their own eyes. Remember the, the statement by the, the, the British Intel guy, uh, the, the, you know, basically that uh, you know, to do what is right in your own eyes is actually the very statement that Satan made in the garden to Adam and Eve. It's the same thing, isn't it? Identical. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we have here is a, a, a unity document based upon lies. And wow. it looks on the surface, looks on the surface to be good. You've got Jacob's voice, but when you go down deeper and, and look at it more carefully, it's got the voice of Rome, the hand, the hairy hands of Rome. That I think he, that Catholic priest put it very, very well. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Now, now, why did he? Uh, why did he? Why, why did he finally pull back and realize that this was the face of evil? Why did he? he, has, uh, he uh, what do you, he, what do you think he, caused him to to repent and realize that this had mutated so far that even Catholics couldn't tolerate it? Yes, uh, he he actually went through the same steps as Martin Luther, discovering that indulgence is salvation by works uh, were not correct, but faith in Jesus alone. Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And of course, faith, faith means a relationship, a relationship with God, which means in that relationship that God will speak to your spirit in dreams and visions and actions and circumstances. And the Bible and those two witnesses of circumstances in the Bible tells you what is right and what is good and what is God's will. Absolutely. Now, just to sum up what we're talking about here, if there's a change, it's not in Rome. Rome is not changing. Rome has, still has her hairy hands, but the voice of Jacob. Right. But just as the Bible notes that the leopard cannot change its spots, 
the beast of Revelation is described as looking like a leopard. And in harmony with that, the Vatican boasts that it is Semper Eden, always the same, and that the Pope's teachings of all time are irreformable by their very nature. Wow. That has been actually released by the Vatican as a document that Rome will never change. How can they and say that when they keep changing the chameleons, <coughs> changing their, uh, like, a, like a leopard changing its spots, which is why the symbol of the leopard is a good example of what the Vatican is, the leopard. Yes. So what we've got here, uh, let, let, let me give a couple of examples in case anyone listening wants to be wants proof on this. Uh, the Council of Trent said, if anyone says that faith alone is salvation and to obtain grace, let him be anathema. Wow. So, so anyone who shall say that men are justified by Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. Wow. If anyone shall say that by faith alone the sinner is justified, let him be anathema. That, that's Rome's stand. The change is with Protestantism, not with Rome. Exactly. Wow. Amazing. Vileness in our face, isn't it? And prophecy being fulfilled. Amazing. We need to do some video soon. Put together a PowerPoint. We'll do that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Pray on it. Find out the truth. And realize we are in the end of the age. We are in the birth pangs today. Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter-in-an-hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.